Uh, yeah. Welcome to episode 28 of Morning Brew. 28! That's oh, the age I'm rapidly approaching. 28 was the age I was when I was 28. One day I'll be yeah. 50, maintaining I'm still 28. I had to put it. I had to put an age in like a, a form box the other day, and for some reason I wrote 26. And mm. I stopped and I was like, what the fuck? I'm so far off 26. Why did I default to I've 26? I've heard that's why when people ask normally for forms, they ask for date of birth because yeah. people forget what age they are. It's, um, especially like as you get older, people are just like, I'm sure I was 45 what, last year. What year is it? So they just put in their date of birth instead. I can't remember what it was. It was probably some work thing or something. I really can't remember the form, but it said age. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I put in the age and I was like, wait, I'm not fucking 26. I mean, I guess it wouldn't have mattered because, you know, those forms only ever wonder who the fuck is over 18 or not. So it yeah. wouldn't have mattered in the end. But I was just looking at it like, I'm not 20. I'm nowhere near 26. Why the fuck did I say 26? Mm. Jesus. I'm closer to 36 than 26 at this point. Whenever, whenever I used to have to fill out those, you know, no, like, what, what age you about? <laughs> I could see the gears turning for a second. <laughs> I just accepted it. I just, <laughs> I just did math. Yeah, so this is episode 28 of Morning Brew. We already had the, the title, which is great. Makes it very easy to edit. That's all we go through this episode for. We're editing radius to find a proper title. Top and tail. Um, and also, you know, to really find out what we can put offensively into the bio to piss off Google. Um, this week, Google is upset that apparently, uh, ah, we won't go into it, but they're upset with me again anyway. So I'm going to not change anything. And they're going to keep listing us because they do anyway. Fuck them. Why? What does Google want from you? When Google Don't. is upset, does it email you or does it like send you something automated like, oh, you've been a naughty boy? Or you get you it's basically that. that. Okay. You get it. knock at the door. It's a, it's a, just a giant robo bailiffs are coming. Yeah. There's a, there's one of those like stupid, uh, you know, those Boston dynamics robots that do all the flips. There's one of those at the door <laughs> with the Google logo plastered all over it. And it has a summons in its hand. I would well, accept, accept it's, a, it's out front of your fucking house getting run over by cars. Yeah. Because you I can't find the way, other day, way around to the back. With Google, it's weird that like, it hasn't had the same thing happen to it that we've had with, um, like Amazon or Facebook, where a single person has become identified with. Like, if that was a joke about Amazon or Facebook, we'd say that fucking the Bezos mobile showed up outside or a Jack yeah. version of Zuckerberg. But with Google, the fucking, was a Sergey Brin and the other guy, Larry, Larry Page, is that something like yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. They just yeah. They managed to fucking get, get, get out of it. They're not like the heralds of the tech apocalypse the way they're I mean, Their household names, though, at the same time. They're in fairness, though, names, that's though. Not, that's probably that by. They design. were household names. They were household names long before the rest of them were. Before Jeff Bezos and any of the other guys, your Elon Musk's, your whatever the fuck was. Steve Jobs was famous before of. all of them as one of those tech people. Um, yeah, but he tried to be. Like I think the difference is like they probably actively try not to be, like in the public eye as much as possible. Like they like you know if you hear Google, you should hear Google as a company and not hear, you know any of the uh, executives in the company. Whereas like Steve Jobs very much like tried to be front and center. Like he, you know, Steve Jobs did yearly, yearly keynote presentations where he invited thousands of people to stare at him on stage saying, look at how great I am. I have a new phone. I have a new iPod. I put out, here's the new MacBook super air or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's, it's just a different, you know, it, it's, he, he tried to make his company personality based and they obviously try and make themselves, you know, in the background as much as they possibly can. Probably so they don't have to answer dumb questions all day. Um, I'd much rather be a shadow billionaire or shadow trillionaire, whatever they are now, than a than a Steve Jobs type. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Plus, also, if Michael Fassbender played me in a movie, I'd be pissed. I'd absolutely Why? not. 
because I would not have Michael Fassbender playing me in a movie. That's that's not appropriate. And he was shit in that thriller. I would have. He was shit in what thriller? I feel like Michael Fassbender is a is, uh, is a good the snowman. Actor. The Snowman or whatever it's called. Yeah, that was terrible. But yeah, that like... was really bad. I was excited for that because I was like, you know what? I like thrillers. I like Michael Fassbender. Man, mm. I seen that film and I thought, I fucking can't wait for this to end. Yeah. Show me the credits. Is and it almost ends Kilmer like three or four like, times. Well, like Val Kilmer was basically dying during it. Or like he thought he was dying during it from throat cancer. So they like they don't really show him on screen. And he just yeah. like, he speaks to people like through Maybe? a window and stuff. Maybe I ha- I haven't seen it in a while. Advertising it was Val Kilmer after a while because pe- people were like going to see Val Kilmer and oh you know the hooded man who had four lines that was Val Kilmer. Val, Val Kilmer, I need to get off of this set. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, yeah I I just, you know that soured me on him. I'm sorry, you know I can't I can't go back to that. So I will. You can die, Charlie Day, red haired, and he can play me. I feel like that's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, that's a good show. He doesn't even have to bulk up. That's fine. He can just dye his hair, and I'm good with it. I don't need a one-to-one representation. John Hamm will play me. Okay. I, I'm, I'm under no illusions that the guy from Napoleon Dynamite would play me. Uh, no, Barry what Keegan. The, what about that weird <laughs> kid? I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how did... <laughs> I'm starting to feel bad now. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I like Dunkirk. If that helps. Dunkirk rocks, bro. I, I think your Guinness out of shit and you should feel bad about doing it. I'd feel bad if I'd done it. There's no way it was worth the money. You look like an asshole. <laughs> it's you been should've... a fucking 18 months. I'm like, I have some fucking dickhead who's my age staring at me through a TV screen saying, oh, isn't it great? The pubs are back open. No, it's not. Fuck you. You, you, should, you and Colin Powell <laughs> should have had a little rebellion on the set of... Uh... Whatever that Sir Yorgos Lanthimos film is that uh, he made you read all the stilted dialogue in and actually just made up something real. We have our pubs back. The most important thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, my family's dead. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Like, I mean, it's been a rough 18 months. I wasn't really thinking about the fucking pub, to be honest. (laughs) For fuck's sake, like there's been three funerals I haven't been allowed at in the last year. I miss my (laughs) mates. I don't miss the, I miss my mates, but not the pub. (laughs) Just don't care. Don't care about the pub. The last funeral. The last funeral in the family, I got sent a fucking Zoom link from the church if I wanted to if I wanted to be there. Like, I don't care about the fucking pub. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, like you in get fairness, to watch though, Zoom funeral is a lot more convenient. Imagine yeah, signing into a Zoom room and you have like an old like Captain Buttfuck Three Thousand. And now Captain Buttfuck Three Thousand would like to say a few words. <laughs> Sorry, you can you can use uh you can use my first name. It's uh Mister Buttfuck. <laughs> Poor granny. Captain's my title. <laughs> um, of yeah, he was, uh, was Chris and Buttfuck, but we all call him Butt. <laughs> but. It's, it's, too, it's too formal of a name. Yeah. So, we have a lot girlfriend of... calls him Fuck, he knows he's in trouble. <laughs> Buttfuck, get down here now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We have, uh, unfortunately, one of our... One of our uh, our most viewed episodes, apparently, for some reason, is the one from several weeks back where I just was having a very unfortunate few weeks and I was constantly smashing and standing on glass every couple of hours, it seemed like at the time, um, which makes it great because there's an awful lot to go over today's episode, which will eventually roll into my question to you guys. Uh-huh. So just as some, some housekeeping off the top, um, I told you guys the last time that I cleaned up all the glass. Turns out I did not clean up all the glass. Um, I, have, I have found and stood on more since then. Um, and Aoife also found and stood on glass somehow. Yeah, it's, so it's like deadly glitter. It'll yeah, where are you find, Where are you finding this glass? Well, the it's final bit of go- I, I think the last bit of glass has been covered now, but it somehow ended up in the bathroom, like in the 
in the shower it, mat, like the bath mat. When kitchen you, or it was everywhere. It was it was kitchen. It was all over the floor. It was down behind the bookcase. I I, I when my hand went through the jar, it literally splintered into fucking uh. hundreds of pieces. It went everywhere. But yeah, so this glass was everywhere. I stood on two more pieces since then, forgot to bring it up, and then only remembered because Aoife found and stood on glass. So that seems to be the final piece. Um, and unfortunately, I wish that was the last thing I stood on the slice of my foot, but it's not because several weeks ago, I was coming down off the stairs and I put my foot down full force and straight onto a tack that went in the entire way. Um, but unfortunately, it didn't go in the entire way into like the middle of my foot. It went in at like a weird angle. And as soon as I stood on it, I thought, yeah, I know already what I've done. I don't even need to look. I know exactly yeah. what I've done. I've somehow stood on a tack and it's gone straight in. Um, and it bled a lot, actually. It bled like a fucking bitch. You had to pull the thing yeah. out because it was all the way in. <laughs> so unfortunately, I, I've had multiple multiple stab wounds of my own accord over the past several weeks. Just somehow. Not, not even trying to. Just happens to me. Just happened to happen. Just, I, that, sucks. that sucks, Adam. I'm sorry about that. But it does, yeah, that give, me a, a, it does give me an opportunity to segue into a, an excellent life act that I wish, I wish you'd known about when this happened. Wearing <laughs> shoes. Uh, well, of course, wearing <laughs> shoes, you know, they've been around for years. But obviously, if you just break something on, on a, you know, smooth floor, it'd be really hard to see from the top down where the broken glass is. But if you put a bright light source down at floor level, pieces of glass cast small shadows and makes them easier to find and hoover you up. Stick your face right up against the floor. And open well, your eyeballs and just push it against the tiles. It's really easy to see the glass. Yeah, well, I, I like to do I like to do the uh, the tap dance method, which is where you just stomp your feet along the ground until it's all stuck in your bottom of your sole. And then you slowly <laughs> just kind of get it out into the bin because um, you uh -huh. know you've managed to gather it all. Your body um, when, absorbs all those shards yeah. and breaks them down for nutrients. You become superhero Glassman, who uh, has glass bones. <laughs> Not a very good superpower, but a superpower nonetheless. It makes you well, unique. What's and we all want Samuel Jackson in, a, in Unbreakable. Unbreakable and Split and fucking, what's the other one? Glass. I think. Glass. Yeah, it is glass. <laughs> there no. you go. Um, yeah, so that was unfortunate. That was, that, was, that was my last couple of weeks with that stuff. And then I've had the, the great fortune of getting to argue with the passport office, <laughs> which has been the bane of my fucking existence for the last, I think, seven months at this stage. And you would have thought that I'd be over by now when they gave me an issue date for my passport. But no, 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 no. That is not what happened at all. Um, in fact, exactly what I knew what was going to happen was it would get to the issue date. And then before the end of the day, just before the end of the day, conveniently enough, as they're about to close up their support lines for the day, you get an automated email reply to say, hey, fuck you. Uh, no passport, buddy. Um, with no I real told, instruction. I on what told you, you need, you need to go to your TD. I told you. I'm they'll determined get, to get, get it, this they'll get, they'll get it sorted for you, no problem. Who's your TD? Uh, it is Ivana Bacic. Don't go to Ivana Bacic. Go to someone else. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not going to Ivana. She'd be good for the Alcronism. Yeah. She'd get that sorted. Who, 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 who else you got, who else else you got there? In, uh, where are you? Dublin Midwest? Dublin, Dublin Bay South? <laughs> yeah, I'm Dublin Midwest. <laughs> I'm, I'm Dublin up. You're I'm Dublin Upper South Side. <laughs> I'm Dublin. Who, who we got here? The big by-election, of course. So uh, maybe maybe the government doesn't like them so much after. Uh, yeah, if if this had happened a few months ago, you could have gotten to be the entire like the director of the passport office. They'd have given you anything for the vote. Yeah. Hey, you got Jim O'Callaghan's a good shout. He'll get you sorted. <laughs> oh, I don't want to talk to Jim. He's a bit of an oddball now. All right. Or he's gotten you sorted. 
Yeah, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. We'll we see all, what we happens. All, we all know our Minister for Foreign Affairs is very amenable to lobbying. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's, that's the only, that's sorry. The only way to go. He doesn't, sorry, he doesn't, he doesn't know he's being lobbied when he sees it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I'll just go, I'll just go ahead. Hey, Simon Piglet here. <laughs> need a need a need a passport, buddy. Uh, oh, going, am I right? <laughs> Piggy needs to go to the market. <laughs> so I've been dealing with these fuckers for the last seven months, and it's an extraordinarily difficult process. I, I know people outside of Ireland won't understand why, and it does, I, I believe me, neither do I. <laughs> believe me when I tell you, I don't understand either, because from every time I speak to people. I am in full agreement with them who are in full agreement with me, who are in full agreement with the lawyer that set all of this off in the first place. So you would think that since everyone agrees with each other, that's 100% right. We're all good to go. Unfortunately, that's not how it works. So I got told today, no, not giving it to you. Okay. So I said, okay, what I need to do then is I need to get onto them because at the very least, I need them to tell me exactly why they denied me and what I can send them to fix it. I don't want to hear this generic response. I want to hear exactly what failed, and I will give you exactly exactly what you're asking for. I don't want a list. I don't want a fucking a copy paste from your fucking internal um com- a company wiki. I want you to tell me a very specific item, and I will get it to you. I will get it into your fucking office as soon as possible. So I very politely got in touch with their support today. About four minutes before they closed, not by design. Tried to get in touch a lot earlier, just couldn't. So I get in touch with them and I say, hey, here's my problem. And they say, okay, well, we need to confirm your name. And I'm thinking like, well, I've given you my PPSN, my full name, my address, and my application number. So I don't understand why I'm doing this, but sure, why the fuck not, I guess. So I give them all of my stuff. I say, this is my name. This is this. This is that. And they go, okay, we should have sent you an email. I was like, right. Well, I haven't asked my question yet. So already off to a bad start. (laughs) (laughs) Off to a bad start because you're telling me we've sent you an email and I haven't said what my question is. So bad start altogether. Um, so I say, okay, great. I've seen the email. Unfortunately, the email says, uh, we see that your name doesn't match your birth cert. It's like, right. Because what I sent you was a change of name form. So you would be correct. You would be very, very <laughs> correct that the name is different. 100% on your side here. I agree, you agree. We're friends here. I'm not going to say your name. Uh, could say your name. Could release the entire chat script online. They don't look very good in it. I'm not going to do that. But I say, look, fully agree. Not my right, not the same name. I agree. You are 100% right. It's a different name because I sent you the change of name forms. So from the get-go, you should have been aware of that. Um, I was like, you've, you've denied it there. It's rejected. I've sent you the deed poll. I've sent you proof of usage. Proof of usage dating back four years. Don't know what, don't know what failed it here. Let me know. Was my application entirely rejected? Was part of it rejected? Do I need to send you something that I didn't already send? Let me know. So I get sent an email, I get sent an automatic reply, sorry, handwritten, uh, that says, yeah, you need proof of two years usage. Right, okay, that's not what I asked though. In my personal application, what failed? What failed here and what can I send you to fix it? I get the same automated reply. It needs to be two years of usage. Okay, I sent you something that dates back four years, almost five. So that's not the problem. <laughs> so what is the problem tell me the problem i will give you the answer that's all i'm looking for here can't help me it's like okay so i eventually got them around to saying like you know you have to send this stuff here and i went okay so you're telling me i need to send one form i need to send you one piece of evidence that's it just the one and she got back and said two again i went no 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 no. i've sent you one already you've confirmed you have that so you're telling me here on this chat that's fully recorded i need to send one piece of evidence over 
just like coaching her into saying yes, just so I have it written in fucking writing from them. And she says yes. It's like, okay, great. So you're telling me then that the previous piece of evidence I gave you has already been fully accepted and you just need to see a second one. Oh, I can't tell you that. I feel like you were communicating with a robot from like Blade Runner, you know, with those tests where you try to figure out who's a robot and not. Yeah, that, that would be anyone in government because they work from nine to half four with a one hour lunch break in between and they do not want to be there past half four. And I can tell you that for a fact because four minutes in, she said, thank you for contacting the passport service at half four on the dot, uh, which was absolutely not the end of my fucking queries and then hung up on me. Um, so that, that's as far as I got. So I'm coaching this woman telling me that like either yes or no. That's all I want. Did it fuck up here or did it not fuck up here? And if it did, great. Here's what I'll send you. So then she says, she says I can't tell you that. And I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense. It's my, you've verified my identity. You've verified this is my application. I've given you all the information. You verified that I need to send you this over. So without even me saying that, it's, that I've done this already, you already noticed it's in front of you. Help me out here. Let's, <laughs> let's, like, let's help each other out. So she repeats that back to me. She's like, I already told you. And I was like, no, no, you didn't already tell me. What you did is you said you need to show two years of usage. And that's not my question. My question is what failed? What caused this four weeks in to get another no? What Mm. is the no? Explain this to me. Explain this to me so I can give you what you're fucking looking for. Because I know when I send this letter into them now, it's going to go back for another four weeks. I'm well aware that it's not going to immediately get looked at again. It's going to be another four-week delay, and they're only going to look at it at the final day before they either say yes or no all over again. I mm. 100% understand how this works. I have many family members that work in government. They're all just as shit lazy as this person is. I understand. I get what you are all like, but help me the fuck out here. So she just keeps repeating this, just keeps not helping me. Anytime I ask her a question, she says, I've already helped you. And it's like, well, you clearly haven't. I'm asking you the same question over and over again and haven't gotten an answer. So, uh, yeah, this has been like seven fucking months and we're still going, thankfully. Still fucking going. It's a, it's a real fucking mystery how someone can't uh, stamp a fucking form when they have uh, solicitor's letters and photo ID and previous photo ID and a birth cert and all of it in original copies too and just still can't figure it out. So that's been, a, that's been a great seven months. I've had a great fucking time this year dealing with this shit. Um, you know, and then, of course, they say, oh, you should contact this person. And you look at this person, and this person says, oh, we're completely, you know, we, we're not open. We're not taking queries. Contact this person. So you would expect that when you get through to the passport office and you need to speak to someone in the passport office that knows more than whoever mans the phones or mans the web chat because they don't seem to know much of anything, that they could give you some kind of indication. Nope. They disconnect at half four and say, fuck you, see you later, and hang up their web chat and disconnect it for the evening. So that's where I've been for the last several hours, is this nightmare. Graham. I feel like it's important context to point out for people listening. You foresaw all of this. These oh, are yeah. You actively tried to preempt. Mm-hmm. You, you, you tried to contact people beforehand. You consulted other people to say, what mm-hmm. do I need to give? Because I know you're going to look at this and say, oh, the name here is different. How do I? I, I knew this was going to happen. And I said to you guys, the fucking night I submitted it, I said, I guarantee this is going to fail and they'll probably fail it on the very day they're supposed to issue it. And today, at half three, they failed it. Right before they shut up shop for the day, they sent out the rejection email, obviously by design, because they know if they send it out towards the end of the work day, most people will be too busy to get in touch before the day is out. It's 100% by design. I know that for a fact. Because if I was some fucking shite hawk designing a fucking customer service portal that wasn't a real customer service portal, that would be my first thought. 
Because if I have to delay as much as possible for as many days as possible, I'm going to make it as awkward as I can. So I'll let you know five minutes before you can't call anymore for the day. But it's a fucking nightmare. And the nightmare doesn't even make sense. But like the fact that we have this public service that in no way, shape or form will even give you so much as an answer is fucking insane. Like I even kept asking, are you going to get in touch with me manually or will it be automated? And she almost refused to give me an answer on whether it would be a manual email written out by a real human or an automated email. Because I kept telling her, automated email is garbage. It doesn't say anything. And she's like, yeah, yeah, it does. It says this. And she keeps pasting the two years of usage thing. And I'm telling her, like, that doesn't help me. That doesn't help me because I've already given you this. <laughs> so I don't know if you're saying that this doesn't count. This doesn't work. You need something extra. You need something new entirely. I don't know what this means. You haven't told me that. You've told me the exact thing that I knew from the very fucking start was that the name doesn't match. And I know. Because that's the form I filled out. <laughs> that's the literal form. It took a month. They didn't look at my documents for a month. Insane. But I mean, and of course, it is a, you know, it is rather pressing that you get it done, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I need this done as soon as humanly possible, which is why eventually they're going to get me to a situation where I have to accept the passport, which I guess is technically illegal under a fake name, because the name that they want to give me a passport under is not my legal name. And everyone is in agreement that that's not my legal name, which is pretty insane that they're trying to force a legal ID on me that isn't my name and we're all in agreement that it's not my legal name. That's, do, that's the insane part. I do find it interesting that the advice apparently is if you change your name, just don't go abroad for a few years. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, they say stuff like, well, you know, if your driver's license was in Sheridan, you know, you'd be good to go. And it's like, right. Do you know what the advice is for the driver's license? Do you know what the advice is for the revenue? Do you know what the advice is for your public services um, number or your public services, uh, your PPSN in general? It is all the exact same advice. And they all tell you the same thing. Well, if you had a driver's license, we could give you a passport. If you had a passport, we could give you a driver's license. Have a passport, we could change your revenue. All the advice is the exact fucking same. And then they ask you for documents. And at times, some of the forms even say it can be a document that doesn't hold much weight, such as a utility bill. If it doesn't hold much weight, why the fuck do I need this in the first place? If you're in agreement that this thing is worthless, why the fuck do I have to send you something that's worthless? How does that make sense? Why are we doing this? Is this a church thing? Is this, is this some fucking bylaw that the fucking church is somehow granted and I have to deal with this because of the church? Like all of our other crap? I keep telling I think, you, you gotta go, you gotta go to your, uh, you gotta go to your TD. It is. The it's system sort of is designed yeah. that they have a set of rules that people unthinkingly apply. And the idea is that any, any cases like yours where the rules haven't served them well will just be solved by you getting angry enough and making a big enough, of, a, a big enough fuss that you'll go somewhere else to get it resolved and it'll eventually get to some higher up in the office who will immediately approve it. And, that's, and, th and if you don't do that, then clearly you weren't that bothered by it, so who cares? Like, if I Photoshop documents... For them. If I Photoshop documents for eight year, for, from eight years ago, let's say, and on those documents, I changed my name to something insane, like fucking Stalin. Can I go through this whole process with these fake documents? And as long as they can't prove they're fake, they have to legally change my name on all systems in the country to Stalin. It's fucking your first name. Yeah. You know, that, I, I'll put it through as that. Hmm. I guess they wouldn't think about it. Yeah. And just, and just as like an extra flavor in the middle, like the middle name is Hydro Kids. Why the fuck not? I think just throw it all in. I think they charge you with forgery. I don't even think they figure it out. If it matched the birth uh, I think they figure it out. How would they figure it out? Because no one's named Stalin. They know that. Yeah, but I can just use that name. And as long as someone lets me use it. Under no... Uh, Stalin, Irish isn't, Stalin isn't even Stalin's real name. So? It's a nickname. 
if you use it for long enough in Ireland, they have to accept it. If anything, doesn't that make it more likely it could be someone's name here? Because, you know, you could just have an Irish name that sounds like that, whereas you're not going to have someone called Zugashvili. <laughs> but, like, some of, it's, some of it's nuts. Like, if you actually look at Irish law when it comes to, like, names and stuff, as long as you just use a name for long enough, they'll give it to you. You don't even legally have to be that your name. Like, they will just hand you the documents. In the, in the 1911 census, there's a Stanlin. That's the closest okay. Stanlin that I can find. I'll change the Stanlin, then. Yeah. I'll be fucking, and the middle name almost, and then Stanlin. Take away the L or the N. Take away the N, Stanley. <laughs> One letter too much, Stanley. <laughs> Dyslexic Stanley. Dyslexic Stanley is going to be my new name. That's my new name going forward. I feel I like that you've made this decision now without consulting yeah. Aoife. Aoife, guess what your new married name is going to be? Yeah. My new Dyslexic. legal name. My new legal name is going to be Dyslexic Stanley. <laughs> That's my new name going forward. You've I don't do give a shit what they have to say. And they wouldn't Dick let Lexi Stalin. <laughs> there you go. Hulk, I'm not racist, Hogan. <laughs> Hulk, I wrestled the black guy in the 90s, Hogan. <laughs> I can't be racist. <laughs> <laughs> How old is Hulk Hogan now? Is he in Probably like fucking 70. I thought Hulk Hogan was dead. If only. His career is. We knew that. His career is because shockingly, like when you get caught using like insanely aggressive racist language and your takeaway from that is make sure you're not being filmed when you use it. Uh, yeah. Shockingly, you don't bounce back pretty well. But, shockingly, a lot of people in the black community still hold a fucking grudge when, uh, when you refuse to apologize for something that upsets an entire community of people that had to deal with slavery. Shocker. I know. But now that I am, I'm past this shit for the night, I, uh, you know, I, I'm calms down. Um, I would have set the passport off as a blaze, but, uh, you know, thankfully I didn't do that because my documents are in there, so I would lose them, and I don't want to <laughs> lose them. Um, so maybe next time. But I have, I'm sitting here, I got myself a little pretend, a uh, little pretend pina colada can. I, I'm, I'm all good. So my my question for the group, my question for the gang, my, my topic for this week is what do you do to, to calm yourself down when something really fucking pisses you off? When just something, and I don't mean like, you know, you fucking stub your toe or something. I mean, something that really infuriates you, like just really fucking like infuriates you and puts you into a foul mood. What, what do you do to calm down? And also bonus points if you want to say what it is. I haven't got that mad about anything in quite a while. Yeah, I'm trying to think I of the remember last what thing I, I do. infuriated about. Um, I think I remember getting pissed off at various points when I was doing my PhD, but it, and it's almost like that kind of annoyance where it's not an at an individual, it's at numbers for not being right, or it's at um, my own referencing system, but you're still angry enough that I can't stop thinking about it. And generally, I just... This is probably not very healthy advice. No one no one take this on. I just try to distract myself for long enough that I forget about it. Okay. You know, I'll, just, I'll, I'll uh, install a game that, I have to, that it's you know, complicated enough that I have to learn it, like Heart yeah. of Iron 4 or something. Or I'll go out for a drink or two uh, with yeah. people. You know, I'll I can't uh, focus on something else, but I don't think that is healthy or good advice. I feel like there's I can't, uh, better ways. I can't play a video game if I'm, if I'm really mad. Oh, Mario, you piece Yeah, if, some, if something annoys me in a game, I want to throw that fucking thing through a TV screen. And so I just avoid video games if I'm really mad. I just, I don't, it's just, I'll just get set off by anything. So I just, I don't need something particular <laughs> to piss me off. 
no for me it's because they demand your attention in a way that like kind of activates seemingly different parts of my brain so i'll be really yeah. Yeah. all of a sudden i'm like oh no waluigi has overtaken me uh, <laughs> that would never happen because i play i used to play pokemon snap a lot wow. the to calm down because it's just such a good vibes game which is something we discussed earlier but like I think after a while it became a learned response to feel better when I saw the the title screen because I was so used to doing it to feel better. Uh, At a certain point, you just have a picture on your phone of saying Pokemon Snap, press start. And you're like, great. I'm in a great mood. Whenever I get annoyed, I just go into the to the bathroom and just start yeah. going. Doo-doo. Yeah. I yeah, like I can't. Good, I like to have a good lie down. Okay. Is that like lie down? Does that mean go to sleep or does that just just mean an, lie just in an bed angry wank? Yeah. I mean we're open to, we're open to the idea. We're open to the idea of going to sleep. <laughs> Great. Now I'm bleeding and chased. <laughs> I'm too sore to be upset now. Yeah. Yeah, I love as well the the best part about being really, really angry, like just infuriating angry, is when for some reason uh someone realizes that you're in a really bad mood and I guess they decide that their role should be every 10 minutes asking you is something bothering you knowing oh, that something you? is something, something bothering oh fuck off and it's like it's like hey uh, I don't know why you thought this was the way to go but at the 6th or 7th time did you still not cop onto it have we still not hit the point where you now realize to <laughs> shut the fuck up talk about anything else I think I actually do something worse which is I aggressively ignore the fact that someone's annoyed I don't even try like I I I'm like aggressively social or or act like nothing is going on. Which you just gotta you just gotta move annoying. you just gotta move the conversation to a certain point and wait for them to calm down. If so, if someone's really annoyed, like and you can't, you know, they don't want to talk to you about it, then you know you just gotta wait for that to blow over. But like constantly prodding at the same thing over and over and over again is not the way to fucking go. You know, <laughs> that's not mm-hmm. the way to do it. Like that's a that's a terrible way to go. That's just gonna annoy me more. Now you're the annoying thing. I already had something annoying me. You know, we're talking because I thought you weren't going to annoy me. <laughs> How wrong was I? <laughs> Thankfully, Aoife's not like that. Aoife will try once, and then if I don't bring something up, she's out. She gets That's it. Oh, wait. Yeah. Wise woman. Yeah. Yeah, it's a one-time thing. Do you want to talk about this? No, great. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Judge Judy. <laughs> I don't know um, why I want to judge Judy. Aoife doesn't watch Judge Judy. It was the, the first thing that to my mind. The people are real. The rulings are final. What this. what a great intro! The intro the intro is so great because all of it is fake. It's almost <laughs> as good as the Law and Order one. Yeah. No, it's a it's a it's a real court of arbitration. Anyone who goes on the show agrees to be bound legally by the findings, and then Judge Judy and the production team pays their legal costs. Yeah, Actually, except for I don't up. I don't think the cases are real though. I think the cases are just made up. Oh, people make people can totally make up disputes. Oh. Also, with the I'm arbitration sure. thing as well, I'm that's pretty the sure the reason... a, that's the right thing about a row. You can just have a row with your friend. That doesn't mean it's uh, not a. Also, with the arbitration, I'm pretty sure the show. The reason why no one ever complains about it is because the show pays the winner. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like the, the show pays all the costs. Yeah, but well, that's what's really funny because it's like the you show, know the show pays the show pays the compensation as well. The show pays yeah. everything. The really funny part is that it's like you have to accept this arbitration. It's like okay, so I have to pay him ten grand. No, 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 we'll pay the ten grand. It's like oh. Then yeah, I accept. Then I guess I have. There's nothing to lose here. I have no. I have no horse in this race. I guess I'll just say stuff to the camera. Love it. Great. Judy is is still alive. Yeah, Judge Judy was the most. I think the highest paid woman of all time, but the highest paid person on television for like eight years running. Hmm. But I think by a substantial margin, I think she eclipsed the fucking Big Bang Theory guys and everything. She was on a fucking insane salary. Wow, in late in 
2022, she's launching a new TV series called Judy Justice, which I, it looks like it's the exact same show. No, I hope it's purely fiction and she has to track down and arrest people. I hope that she has to catch them personally. She's not An upcoming judge. streaming arbitration-based reality court show. As opposed to <laughs> as opposed to her last 30 years on air? Or... Well, I, I suppose like there's a Wikipedia couple of... There, really there, are, there, are like, there are like a couple of imitators of Judge Judy, aren't there? Yeah, one oh, of them's her husband. The first of them. What? What's the yeah, one of, the, one of them's her husband. Judge, oh, that's uh, Judge Reiner, Ridner, Reidner. Yeah, he's great. I love yeah. him. Yeah, he's, like he's, he's British Judy. Judge Judy. And then there's a an American man, Judge Judy, but that's literally her husband. It's like Mike Brown or something like that. It's Judge Judy's husband. And he also had a show that How? wasn't very successful. I don't know. And he's not a judge. No, he's a judge. Just, you How? know. A... Huh? But like... How how does it come about that someone's husband decides to do exactly the same fucking courtroom situation thing, directly competing with their wife's show? How does that even arise? Uh, probably when she was renegotiating a contract at some point, <laughs> and she said, "You know what? I need I need Mikey out of the house for a few hours. <laughs> He's really starting to drive me up the fucking wall these days." <laughs> He's just moping. Yeah, I don't uh, think it was a very successful show. Um, <laughs> because I mean, realistically, like. No one gives a shit if Judge Judy's a judge or not. Like, they just care that she shouts at people. <laughs> That's all they want from Judge Judy. Like, it's just the personality. They don't give a fuck what any of her stuff is. Hmm. You know, if you want to be an audience member of Judge Judy, you have to submit an audition tape. <laughs> I'm not joking. If, I'm if not you, joking. It's like shitting on your lawn. You're not going to do a whole TV app, joint TV application before you decide, you know, to get... Well, justice. so you do when you apply for stuff, you have to send a bit of an audition tape in. But when you apply to be an audience member of Judge Judy, they used to ask for an audition tape. So you had to like audition as if like you were in the audience and you had to do like cues as like, hmm. Mm. Mm. Ha ha ha. <laughs> oh, she said something sassy. <laughs> Murder, you say. <laughs> I wish that's how Judge Judy had ended. Is that like her final case is she was like, yeah, we've been throwing real softballs for years. So, uh, their final case is going to be about a serial murder rapist. And everyone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wanted, mm. like, you know, someone's fence to be knocked over or something. This is too, this is too much for me. Yeah. And she's like, there's an evidence packet underneath every seat in the audience. Take it out right now. We have 13 hours to get this guy behind bars. No. Otherwise, too, he's free. She's too mm. conscious of ratings. The prosecutor's like, madam, we have 20 evidence points. That's too many. He's clearly guilty. He's gone to jail. Yeah. I don't care what we have. I don't care. Judgment in one thousand dollars. <laughs> it's like that's not what this case is. You've just paid him. He just has escape money now. Uh, speaking of shows that ended weird, uh, I found out recently how the show Shameless ended. Oh yeah, how did it end? Which one? The, UK uh, I, or the, US? the US one. I, I never liked the UK one. I watched two episodes, thought it was shit. I really liked the US one because William H Macy is in it. I think William H Macy is fantastic. Um, mm. So I had watched, <laughs> I think only three seasons of, of Shameless, and I think like the fourth season was already out, and I was like, I must catch up on that. And eventually it was like nine, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I, I didn't catch up when I should have caught up, and now I'm out. You've lost me, lost me forever. Sorry, guys. But like when I watched Shameless, like the biggest problem with Shameless was that like you know, the smart kid got caught taking the SATs for people for money, or like you know, the second oldest turns out he's gay or whatever. Uh, the mm. way. <laughs> The way Shameless ends is that William H. Macy, and sorry for anyone that wants to watch Shameless, uh, there's 11 seasons of it, so I'm sure you're not going to. And that's like fucking five. By the time time it comes around, you'll have forgotten what Adam said, I'm sure. It's like 5,000 episodes of it. You're never going to get through them all. And And also Emily Rossum leaves like two seasons before the end anyway. And we know that's why most people watch the show to begin with. So, so, you know, the the way Shameless ends is that (laughs) (laughs) William H. Macy's character, Frank, US Frank, 
we'll differentiate them if we have to. So U.S. Frank. U.S. Frank catches uh, alcohol dementia. Uh, then he wanders into a church where uh, he catches COVID-19. Uh, hmm. Then he dies from COVID-19 and turns into a ghost. He dies and then, from COVID-19? Yeah, this is the final episode of the show. I'm not kidding. Then his ghost floats Wait, so it's over. Just the, just the final episode, not like the final season arc. This is no, all the, happening in well, the, the, this last season arc is about. I'm assuming is about his downfall. I'm assuming he doesn't like discover that he has dementia in hour one or in minute one, and then by hour by the first hour he has COVID and he's dead. So he so he dies uh, from COVID. Then he turns into a ghost, and his ghost is sitting on a bar chair with a pint floating through Chicago. Uh, no, still not a joke. Uh, and huh. then, so he's floating through Chicago while his children mourn him. And then they set a Tesla on fire uh, to fight back against gentrification in Chicago. And then William H. Macy's body. I mean, I, body, can dig, I can dig. I can dig the Tesla arse. And then, and then, let's not run this out again already. And, and then w- William H. Macy's ghost uh, flies into heaven, and his body gets put into the crematorium. But he has drank so much in his lifetime that he explodes and blows up the crematorium and cuts the black in the credits roll. Wow! What a hero! <laughs> that is the real finale of Shameless. It went well, from like, fair, oh, be, Ian, is, Ian fair, is gay. Ian is gay. Crematorium explodes because he had too much alcohol in his life. To be fair, if you wanted to be like recognized as a superstar TV director or whatever, wouldn't it be to be the first, the first producer of a fiction show that actually engages in any respect with the pandemic? Because nobody else has. I, th- I think a lot of people have. I just think it's been dumb <laughs> well, that makes that obvious that that clearly makes it the first person to make it to air what no has no, it been no. On, has it been on eeyore has it been on casualty has it been like what's fair city doing about the fucking pandemic uh, i'm sure fair city is doing pandemic stuff most of them have said i haven't, seen, not haven't seen any screen grabs of haven't seen any screen grabs of fair city actors in masks i would be shocked if they weren't doing something pandemic related to be quite honest i know emmerdale and stuff was um I, maybe Emmerdale, Emmerdale is set in the fucking fifties. How are they? Emmerdale is modern day, dude. Oh, that's heartbeat. I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> Emmerdale. It's Emmerdale and Coronation. Emmerdale, Emmerdale and Heartbeat whatever. are set in the same place, anyway, aren't they? I maybe. I don't place. know. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't watch British serials. The yeah, no, there's been just... set in the past is because they went to Australia once, and it was even more racist and sexist than 1950s England. <laughs> that's why they went he's england of being, well, it's not that bad it's not i mean Australia. in fairness in fairness though where did they get it from you know where did they get it from they, they didn't fucking come up you, with it Dad. exactly <laughs> australia is the son of britain and that's yeah. where they get all their garbage from from their fucking <laughs> belligerent fodder <laughs> belligerent in the original sense of the word as in a nation yeah, and every time Papa England gets drunk, he puts his arm around Scotland, his arm around Wales, and he tells his two brothers that we're united. It's us mm. three against the world, lads. And then they're mm. like, "Oh, I need to get out of this. I need to get the fuck out of this family, dude. No. <laughs> I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move away." <laughs> and Scotland has been trying to move away for many, many uh. years. Uh, that's all my gripe. Someone, someone else go. I'm less mad now. I don't have a gripe, so I don't know if, if thematically... No, 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 no. If you don't have a gripe, get out of the fucking picture then, bro. I've got a gripe. <laughs> okay. Gripe, gripe away. Right, so my phone is fucked. Um, in fairness, it's been trucking along there for a good... I've had it for a good four years, so it's got a good run. It's well over four years, actually, since I bought it. It's probably four years, six months. Yeah, it's yeah. A Samsung Galaxy A5, which is now, like, absolutely fucking ancient. 
in mobile phone terms. And as much as I hate e-waste, uh, the time has eventually come that I can't justify having it anymore because the microphone doesn't work. The charging port, as of today, yesterday, doesn't really work either. Can't get a charge into it, and I need it for work. Uh, I had to get my boss to call me on the like house landline earlier to talk about some of my work. And <laughs> it's just like, what fucking year is this? Speaking about the fifties, yeah, talk about the fucking fifties. Oh my god! <laughs> Stephen sitting next to Stephen next to the telephone with a fucking notepad and a pencil, fully sharpened, waiting for the message up, from the boss? boss man. <laughs> Did you answer the phone with a hoy hoy? <laughs> <laughs> he had he had his uh, he had his little cap on as well. <laughs> yeah. And of course, now because phones have completely pervaded our lives, you can't buy a new phone without answering a message on your old phone. Yeah. Uh, because of PSD2, that European directive. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of stuck. I do also have, I do have a spare phone and I haven't bothered trying to put the, I'm trying to see if I can just, if I just prop it right, you know, the way that if you like wiggle the, the when the charging port is a bit fucked, if you just wiggle it a little bit and balance it on something, like sometimes it holds together for just long enough to get a charge into it. Yeah. That's what I did last night. It was a disaster. It only got managed to get up to about thirty-five percent charge, and obviously it's dead again now. I was wondering why none to... of her messages were even making it to you. Never mind being read; yeah. they weren't even getting there. Like they, yeah. they were, they were just not getting to your phone. Phone me sometime on the online. You find out. Hi, Play. Stephen's mom. Can I talk to Stephen for a minute? This is your phone and the cattle answer. <laughs> the I have a really important question about homework. Yeah. And, and the worst the worst part is my phone battery kept getting absolutely fucked today by repeated calls from scammers who finally found my phone number. Yeah. Yeah, and then the exact same thing today as well, yeah. Yeah. It must have been they're going they must be going through our generation's batch of phone numbers now. Yeah. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. I've had this phone number for a very long time, but I've been getting scammed at it for months and then they stopped and now it's back again. Yeah. Um, you know, so what I've learned today is that there's a a tax issue where there's a warrant out for my arrest, apparently. Um, <laughs> wish they would put a little bit more effort in before coming up with these scams because it's like, okay, <laughs> you, you haven't I'm been to court. Ireland, my friend. I'm in court already. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been to Ireland, my friend. I can tell you one thing that the police here really don't put that much effort into fucking anything. So not I, least, I know, <laughs> not least tax. Yeah, yeah, I know. If you're Adam, you're basically invisible to them. <laughs> oh, oh, that is true. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, no, 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 you're looking for Adam McDonald. <laughs> that's who you're looking for not me not me oh, yeah. he used, he used to have this abroad. phone we, we, he can't escape the country yeah he actually gave me this phone I was only born like 8 months back if you look at my birth cert it's new um, yeah so um, yeah I don't so this know is, this is uh, shut up this is my gripe right <laughs> how do you know what phone to buy how do you know what I, phone to buy, I buy because you go look at the reviews online and you're just like yeah the Android the Samsung Galaxy A, A22 whatever the fuck it's great and it's 5G ready and blah blah blah. And I was just like, well, 5G ready, that's kind of important. That's coming down the line. I better make sure yeah. that like I have the yeah. machine that can turn the soup into the whatever. Like you know, that's probably something I need to future proof my future phone buying habit against if I'm going to have it for the next five years or whatever. And then you're like, do I want an eight gig processor or a twelve gig processor? And the last time I the last time I severely like engaged with the concept of RAM was when I was buying my first laptop, which had like four gig of ram and i'm just like eight gig seems like plenty of ram but 12 gig seems like lots more ram i don't know how much ram i need on my phone now i mean is 12 gig of ram a lot of ram on a phone or not much ram on a phone and then you start looking at reviews and you're just like great for gaming and i'm just like i didn't even know you could play college amazing people's priorities with phones yeah and yeah who, and who i had no phone? idea you could play call of duty on the mobile 
what the fuck is going on? So are all these fucking RAM considerations then just for people who want to play COD on their phone? No, thanks. It's, I don't want to play COD on my phone. Yeah, just, it's just, just, it's just to upsell people. Yeah, and I, I just picked I just picked one value. I'm like, okay, I only give a shit about battery life. And that was the only thing I bought on. I bought the huh. the, the phone with the best reviews under, I think, 400 euros. That the, I, bought, I bought my last phone life. purely on the size of it. Mm. I didn't. I don't like the phones. Are like fucking eight inches long by fucking twelve inches wide. I just. I, I'll I, give I you eight that. inches long by twelve inches wide, baby. Woo! <laughs> wow, that's a very misshapen cock. <laughs> <laughs> he also didn't specify. Roll out the, the barrel. You think it's like a wafer? <laughs> yeah, it's actually an ore. Um, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, my my. The, the, I hate modern phones. They're fucking gigantic. I, they can't fit in a pocket. They can't like comfortably fit anywhere. If you're wearing shorts, you can't have the phone in your pocket. Don't like mm. it. Hate it. So I, uh, Apple brought out a, a iPhone SE. I think mine is, and they were like, "Yeah, I guess you can buy this one. It's way cheaper. <laughs> it's like eight hundred euro cheaper than a normal iPhone, and it's only like four and a half inches in size." And I was like, "Yeah, perfect. I can text on a phone with one finger. Yeah, perfect. Give me it." <laughs> And like everyone I was talking to was like, well, it doesn't have like the face scan. I was like, I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck about the face scan. My face scanned. I don't, what, I don't care about that. Does it have a pin code? Okay, great. I put the pin code on then. I don't give a yeah. shit about fucking face scans. Get the fuck out of here. I don't need to watch Netflix on my phone. So what I would do is there's a website called refurb.ie or refurbed.ie. Uh-huh. Um, they are a pretty cool website. They do re- They have a refurbishment process of when they get phones handed to them. Uh, you can yeah. buy phones from them that are pretty, at a pretty nice discount and they are completely like, you wouldn't even know they were secondhand. Plus they'll also plant okay. a tree if you buy one. Um, okay, so nice. I'm, I'm at a point where most of my new equipment is probably going to come from places like refurb.ie. I don't want to keep contributing to the giant pile of e-waste that we're going to inevitably have. Um, yeah, I can take it. So most of my stuff from these days is going to come from this place. I will get stuff like that from companies where I am buying a secondhand phone but they've mm. taken the time to clean it up. They've given me a warranty. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's certain securities in place for it. They're going to plant a tree on my behalf. And also, I don't, I'm not contributing to another phone being produced in a factory by you know, extremely underpaid workers in China that throw themselves to their debt because of yeah, how the situation they're in. So I'm, I'm all for never buying new material again. I think I'm, for most <laughs> of the shit I'm ever going to buy again, I think I'm going to be at this secondhand market, to be quite honest. Sick. But I, I check it out. I looked up the other day. And, you know, they have even stuff on there. Like, you know, they had an iPad Pro that was like 500 euro cheaper than a normal iPad Pro. And according to their own refurbishment stuff, it's like brand new. Yeah. They have like different stuff on it. Some of them tells you, hey, this might be a little bit scratched. This might have a couple of scratches on the screen and stuff like that. But it says on it, like new, and it comes with a one-year warranty. So I would check that out, to be quite honest. And instead of spending what, what, the... What phone did you say again? Uh, I mean, you can look up whatever. I, I'd look, If you're on Samsung, I'd look up Samsung. Just type Samsung yeah. and they'll give you a list. Um, I, was, well, yeah, you, I, was looking, I was looking at those OnePlus phones, but there are lots of things looking pretty good over here. Yeah, I I, those. yeah, I'd look it up. Apparently, they're pretty good as well when it comes to uh, delivery. Uh, hmm. And and recently as well, they did free delivery for Ireland, so you don't have to pay delivery charges. So there you go. I I buy from them personally. Oh, they're they're Europeanish. Even better, no Brexit fucking charges. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'd go with them. To be quite honest, I'd go with them. If I was buying a new phone tomorrow, I'd I'd buy an iPhone hmm. for them or whatever. But that's just because I don't want to bother switching phones at this point. I fucking hate iPhone, but I'm so used to how it works that I just can't be bothered to switch. Besides, mm. all I ever use my phone for is WhatsApp and email anyway, so it's not like it matters. <laughs> I'm the opposite when it comes to iPhone stuff. Whenever Nuria hands me your iPhone, I panic. I forget every time how to use it. I can't find anything. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same with Ethos phone. 
if I use a Samsung and like I can't find anything on it and I do always think like I should just switch I should switch away from my phone and then I, I look at Aoife's phone for three minutes and I'm like I, I don't even know where to get the internet browser on this I, I, they've done it that way deliberately so you're trapped essentially with night yeah probably but jokes on them because I only buy a new phone every like five to six years <laughs> and uh so I bought this phone last year. This phone's going to last me till it fucking explodes basically and can't work anymore. And then I'm going to buy a second-hand one. So I'm out of their loop now. I'm done. Uh-huh. That's it. This is the last new phone I'll ever buy. Excellent. I just, I, yeah, I'm with you, Stephen. I don't like the e-waste stuff, you know? The same with the Fitbit thing. My Fitbit kept breaking and I was telling them, hey, what do I do? Do I send it to you? Do you, do you refurbish it? Do you fix it? What they do you do? They just trash them. They, they didn't even do that. They told me to trash it myself. They're like, I had been it. Fuck's sake. They don't even like they don't even pretend. They just tell you bin it. You're throwing the bin. I was like, well, I don't want to do that. Like that's a that's a huge mm. waste. Which is why they now have me trapped in this situation. Because when my fucking shit breaks, I keep using the broken shit until it's really, really broken because I don't want to have a new fucking watch made. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm in this terrible loop. Grim. I care too much about the environment. I need to be I need to soak up with these fucking other people that hate the environment and want us all to burn to death. Because I'd probably be a happier person. Hmm. I'd probably just buy my fucking iPad. I'd go to CompuB, I'd buy my iPad, and I'd go home, and I'd be happy about it, and I wouldn't care. Like, I'd probably just be that. That would probably do me some better. Imagine how happy you'd be if you were one of those right-wing conspiracy theorists. I know! If I just went... If I just went, like, hey, I'm going to put all my recyclable into the black bin because I'm sure it goes to landfill anyway, and I'm not going to look into it. I'm just going to accept that as fact that I've made up in my head. Fuck it. I'm just going to go with that. You'd find something else to be angry about, namely immigrants. Yeah, but that's that's okay though, because I don't deal with immigrants on a day to day. I deal with recycling every day. I, I sit in my kitchen and I, I'm standing there with a fucking like kitchen towel wiping out the inside of a coleslaw container, like a <laughs> fucking lunatic to put in the recycle bin. And I'm like, what am I doing? I need to stop. I need to get out of this loop. <laughs> it's not gonna work. Shall in we? the end, we're still gonna burn to death anyway, so I'm wasting my time. I'm just <laughs> I'm, so, I'm wasting the precious moments I have left on earth fucking wiping out coleslaw containers yeah. and fucking and like twisting the tops off fucking salt shakers to rinse out the last of the salt so I can destroy the glass bottle in the fucking bottle bank. <laughs> Awful way to live. Terrible. On a lighter topic, why do you think it is that some bands have signature songs and others don't? And it, and it, it doesn't matter a quality. Like, you know, Queen had loads of hits. Bohemian Rhapsody is their signature song. Foo Fighters have been popular for 20 years and Everlong is pretty much... The, I was also know, thinking Everlong. I went straight one, to Everlong. Yeah, Weird. Unchangeably the biggest cheer and everything else. And, I, so, and other bands don't. I feel like, for example, someone like... Um, I don't know who's a good example. Someone like the Red Hot Chili Peppers have about four or five songs that are all mm. like, collectively their I would say song. I would say Red Hot Chili Peppers... Because they've been around for so long, depends entirely on your age group. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, I would some think people say I, under the bridge, and some people yeah. say Californication. And... Ex- I was just about to say that. I think people that are a little bit younger than us would probably say Californication if they like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm. Um, yeah, but I think people there's, there's a debate there. I think is is kind yeah. of whereas yeah. like, and it, but you you have people like like Green know, Day like, is American Idiot, right? Like that's what's falling mm. in the Green Day. Yeah, yeah, and I I feel like Green Day had one, and then it became originally I think it was a basket case. case, yeah, and then it became American Idiot. So they like switched theirs. But it, it's, it's really weird how we have the exact habit. same song every time. You name the band, and straight away you go to the default. It just immediately you think of the song. That's insane. It is. It's very. It's 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 weirdly kind of. It'd be interesting to go through that for loads of bands yeah. and see. Like some of them you expect it. Like, um, I'm sure. Like if you pick, um, 
I don't know. I'm looking through a list of bands here. We'll and do this in a couple of weeks time. We'll do this for real where we'll get an actual list. We'll get a list of a good number of bands and we'll, we'll see exactly their signature song just to really point this out to people. But yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. Is it right. harder what? actually to find a band that doesn't have a signature song? Because, for example, do the Beatles have a signature song? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd say... Hmm. See, I'm not a big Beatles guy, but I'd say yeah. Like, I feel like the Beatles have some songs that like, are... Like, like if, you had to say, if you had to say a song, what would you say? Like you would pick Day in the Life or Yesterday or yeah. She Loves You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or lo- uh, what's the one? Um, all You Need Is Love. Like, I feel that's the problem. Is yeah. Have, like, there's too many distinct mirrors to look at it. I guess Whereas it probably had such a long, they had such a long career and such a varied though. success had, and then subsequently, so, subsequently such distinctive solo careers. I yeah, guess it depends on, uh, if you look it up, I would imagine it probably depends on their songs that went to number one. And how far between number one those hits were for the signature songs? Much, I think they're pretty much constant. Isn't number one for the sixties? Isn't the Beatles' signature song really the massive crowd of screaming girls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. It's, it's John Lennon saying that Ringo isn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. That's their signature song. <laughs> their signature song is "Temporary Secretary." But you, you look, you look at, um, you look at their like their their colleagues or the people that around at the same time, and I would say like the Who has my generation. The Rolling Stone is the Rolling Stones are "Sympathy for the Devil." The Beach Boys is "Good Vibrations." Like everyone else has a much clearer song that suggests. My, my generation is definitely not the Who's most standout song. It's what would you say it is? Song. It's definitely their like probably something off Quadrophenia, my favorite album of theirs. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's the that's the other thing. A signature song isn't necessarily best song. Yeah, it's just the song that's, that's most associated with them. Yeah, because like if I had to guess, right? So obviously, Basket Case was a huge song for Green Day, but then there's like a big gap where like you know Green Day are very popular, but it's not like they're like you know number one. Then American Idiot comes out, and American Idiot's number one for fucking ages. I think like five different people at our ta- our, our school did that as a talent show, Stephen. When we were when we were um, in like fifth or sixth year, all the fucking American idiot for God's sake, like just all of them. Uh, so I feel like I feel like number one status, or at least at least in that top ten in terms of singles, I think that probably hits. Well, because like you have like Little Nas now, right? And it's I'd still say it's probably Old Town Road for most people that they go to, and hmm. um, even though his other songs since Old Town Road have actually been much more successful. Um, and also, I would say better, but that doesn't like you know. I, I would say people still default to Old Town Road. He's the yeah. cowboy kid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's that's. A, I think that's that's probably a good point. Is when do you come come into someone's yeah. consciousness? Weird. Um, are you looking? I mean, like- in fairness, he doesn't have an album yet, so no. <laughs> you know that probably also hurts him a little bit. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. when you only have like three released songs and an album on the way after like four years in the industry, that probably also kind of tints it a little bit. But yeah, it is strange. That is very weird. I guess I guess Kanye West doesn't really have a signature song. He has a whole bunch of kind of hits as opposed to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess Kanye West is probably another one where it would depend on when you got into him. Yeah, that's true. You could have... Well, because uh... he has very different albums. Like, I, I you know, I... I uh... I'm pretty done with him right now, to be quite honest. I wouldn't really listen to a Kanye West album, but he just, you know, he just songs in there. I guess, like, I guess then, like, you have... I, I, I don't know. I suppose it's more impressive than when you have someone whose signature song isn't something that they started with and they were, like, famous, but then yeah. later on, they came up with something that kind of yeah. defined them. Perfected like, yeah. and defined their identity. 
Well, so what about what about Eminem? Let's try out some random bands and we'll see if we come to the same conclusion. What about Eminem? What would you say his signature song is? Lose yourself. Lose yourself. Yeah. Okay. That was unfortunate. I was kind of hoping we'd have a different one there. I I, I cleaning out my closet. I think would be or will the real Slim Shady were the, the other two. I think up. real Slim Shady is probably closer to being a signature song than cleaning out my closet. I think that's just a song of a certain era that was big. Yeah. I yeah, think if people think right. of Eminem, I think Real Slim Shady is probably the default for a lot of people. To be quite honest, I was in the gym recently and they had a remix version of Real Slim Shady and it was shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was god awful. <laughs> Name some more. This is a fun game. What about Beyonce? It is a fun game. Beyonce, uh, all the single ladies. Yeah, that's 100% all the single yeah, ladies. Yeah, all the single ladies. That's Even now, crazy. it's all the what's, ladies. what's the so name of Crazy in Love? Okay, so that's probably the example of when she was like started becoming famous. So that's like the first type of signature song. Yeah, yeah. All the single ladies comes to my mind straight away when I think of Beyonce. Like immediately, that's what I think of. What about Elvis? Uh, Elvis probably blue suede shoes. Yeah, I was love. a dog, but I don't okay. listen to Elvis. I just know no, that. Don't, yeah, don't, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't either. But whenever I think of Elvis, blue suede shoes is automatically the song that comes into my head. Just always. Interesting. Radiohead. Uh, I don't know any Radiohead songs because I don't care creep. to know any Radiohead songs. Do you not? What's wrong with Radiohead? I don't love them or hate them. They're just another band. They don't know. It's boring and sad, really, aren't they? Yeah, they are kind of boring. I used to love Radiohead when I was younger, but I've really grown out of Radiohead. <laughs> Radiohead now are kind of like the Gorillas to me, where I really can't listen to the Gorillas anymore. What's Gorillas' um, signature song? Feel Good Ink. Feel Good, yeah. Yeah, 100% Feel Good Ink. Yeah. They have a lot the- of better songs. They have much better songs than Feel Good Ink, but Feel Good Ink is definitely like the, the signature song of the group. Clint is one of the OGs as well. Like. Clint Eastwood's fantastic. They have a lot of good stuff. They have later albums too that most people mm. probably fell off beforehand that are really, really good. But like, I still like, I'm not, I don't really like that Plastic stuff. Beach, Plastic Beach was a tight album. Really yeah. good. It was a really good album. There's, I, guess, I guess you can also then question which bands who have been successful and have had loads of songs have like the most definitive or obvious signature song like oasis big huge long career wonderwall is you mean, oh, to, the, you mean to the extent that it, it it overshadows even their even their musically more yeah. or their even even their other like whopper hits yeah like, exactly yeah, yeah. um a like, blur uh, song too there as well like that's yeah. the only other way to look at that yeah true mm. uh coldplay is uh clock what's, what's yeah, that like, fucking Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably. I just don't know the names mm-hmm. of their songs. I was trying to think yeah, of a name. Nice. I couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> a good one, I think, is ACDC. Big Long Career, Back in Black. Uh, it's either so Back in Black or Highway to Hell. Yeah. It's one of the two. It ju- I'd say it really depends on... Because I'm not really an ACDC fan, but it's one of the two, and they're probably one-to-one in terms think, of like where they sit. Is Back, is back in Black is, uh, their second album? Because uh, that makes sense, obviously. But second or so. third, maybe? I think it's their second. I think uh, yeah, and then because their their first their first lead singer died. Because uh, because the then their their last uh, their last album was Back in Black again. Mm. <laughs> We're really back, motherfuckers. Was uh, was their latest <laughs> was their latest hit. Holiday um, for white, Back in Black again. Yeah, so uh, you have the uh, the offspring. It's pretty fly for a white guy. A hundred percent, it's pretty fly for a white guy. The kids aren't all right is an option as well. Yeah, it is, but I think that's only if you're like you're a big um, offspring fan, and I think if you're just like someone that heard their music when you were growing up, it's definitely pretty fly for a white guy. Just for that stupid chorus, like just for the really dumb chorus. Well, one with two. Obviously, Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth is is is, I think they only had one song. Um, (laughs) No. Guns and Roses. 
what, what, what would you say Guns N' Roses is? Uh, Guns N' Roses is definitely Paradise City. Okay, that's a really left. I was not. I was expecting you to either say "Sweet Child of Mine" or "Welcome to the Jungle." No, I think Paradise City is much more associated with Guns N' Roses than anything else. And I feel like mm. even Zeitgeist-wise, Paradise City <laughs> tracks with them a lot more. And because so here's the example, right? I've never heard a pub quiz question that ended without the song being Paradise City. <laughs> any any time I've any time I've heard a question related to Guns N' Roses, the answer is always 100% of the time Paradise City. It's like if you're ever doing some kind of quiz, a pub quiz, anything, it doesn't really matter. If the question is, what Filipino boxer, just say Manny Pacquiao. Just say Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> it's always the answer. The answer is always Manny fucking Pacquiao. It's every single time. And people still, they think for a second, like, it couldn't possibly be Manny Pacquiao. It has to be someone else. It's too obvious. It couldn't. And, they, and then they either say pass or they say something racist where they make up what they feel like is a Philippine name. And it's like, no, it's Manny Pacquiao. I can assure you. Fred. Like, let me, let me explain how, how quizzes generally work for people. If someone says something and the only thing you can think of is this thing is so popular, even I've heard of it, that's probably the answer. <laughs> if someone says what golfer and you can only name one golfer, it's probably that like golfer. That, it's that probably we're watching University Challenge. Well, in that case, we're, 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 this, this discussion has morphed into like, what is the... Is it the Platonic ideal or the Aristotelian ideal? I can never remember. Idea, I think Platonic uh, ideal. But here's 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 another one. Okay, so that's this why I don't fuck with philosophy. This is a great example of a band. I only fuck with Platonic. Had way better songs, but only one that I think is like super well known as their song. So, what's Pink Floyd's signature song? Another brick in the wall. Brick in the wall. They've had they've had way better albums, way better songs. Their fans would not say that's their best song, but the public at large knows Pink Floyd primarily for that song. Yeah, we had to sing that in primary school. And the wall is rad. Oh, really? Jesus. Why? Yeah. Um, What's cool? Uh, in uh, St. Moctis. What? Yeah, in St. Moctis, when I was in primary school, we had to sing Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. Um, and I assume because the word teacher out, is in there. Did they, like, bring out the, you know, you know, like the full primary school percussion set and everything for people to clap along? Oh, yeah, we had, we had the, yeah, we had the tin whistles and all, and there was a guitar. One of the teachers had a guitar and all. Full hand. Amazing. Full fucking ham. Now, obviously, there was no profanity in it, but you know, I'm assuming it got picked because they went, "Hey, what what song will we choose?" And someone went, "Well, this has teachers in the in the lyrics," and they went, "Perfect, we're teachers." How did they handle? <laughs> how did they handle? Well, in the town, it was well known when they went home at night, their fat and psychopathic wives would thrash them to within inches of their lives. I don't did remember you sing that bit. I I I don't remember, but I would say no. I would say they cut that part out if I had to guess. <laughs> they apparently cut it out of whatever version of the song I was listening to. Too. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, when we got to sixth class, we did have to sing "Fac" by Eminem, which was uh, they pro- <laughs> which was full uncensored. They thought we were old enough at that point. Uh-huh. Like, hey, the kid, the kids are doing okay. They they got to leave here on a high. <laughs> they got to sing and put a gerbil in their ass. Do you know what? We, do you know what the songs we learned in primary school, or I learned in primary school? What? I learned um, American Pie. Yeah, okay, me too. That's, That's what we primary school teachers seem to love. Yeah, primary school American Pie. It was, uh, to be honest, it was a lot of the copy, a lot of Copper's favorites. Now that I think back on it, American <laughs> American Pie, <laughs> not the Madonna, the, the Madonna version because it had just come out or something, or probably it was on a Madonna album. They also had the same preteen dirtbag. <laughs> what a song that's a song with generation i'll tell you that much yeah yeah i, I, I know like loads, of, you know, loads, really of, loads of really crap folk songs yeah 
Yeah, there's like, a lot of shitty folk real songs. Real shit tier folk songs, yeah. like the Fields of Ath and Rye for some reason. Like, who needs to be learned? Who needs to be taught how to sing the words? Sing that. I mean, By the way, just in general, stop making kids sing. I fucking hated that in school. I hated that in secondary school. I hate that in primary school. Stop making kids sing. I, I didn't like it. I always, always, always there. I always did it. I just didn't like it. I always hated I in, having to do it. I was in the choir in secondary school and I couldn't sing, but because there was like thirty of us and I just sang this, no one noticed. Yeah, uh, and I, so I joined it to get out to get out of class. So I like isn't I putting like, together a choir just like painting with whatever materials you have to hand as an orchestra director it's just like well i can make yeah. a pretty good sound if i put somebody that sounds like roughly like that over there yeah and there I... were no there were no auditions it was just like okay people actually want to do this i'm not going to complain <laughs> holy shit somebody showed up <laughs> 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 i gotta call my mom that was the other band that you had we should probably start wrapping up soon we've been going for a while or the other one uh, that I was trying to fucking think of that I think is a good one of maybe they don't really have a, a classic song is U2. Uh, that's because no one cares. <laughs> beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, I'd say a beautiful day probably. Beautiful Sunday, day. bloody Sunday either. Beautiful day. I I would, they have a lot of hits uh, though. A lot of really... yeah. yeah, they do have a lot of hits. I'd say beautiful day is probably number one. Look, I, I, they're not for me. I'm not a fucking U2 fan. Fuck them. Well, not fuck them all. Love what's your what's your like <laughs> what's the platonic ideal for you for an nwa song uh oh that's, that's hard i would have said yeah. it was Fuck the police until yeah. the compton came out and now i think like <laughs> that's like retroactively changing my impression of what's the bigger no song. i think i think fuck the police is probably a good one and i think the reason it was so prominent in this in the movie is because of its 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 you know role in their career i think that's probably a good sign if anything what do you think is the penultimate Biggie Smalls song? Oh, that's not a tough one. I listened to it twice today. Oh, there's a right answer, is there? <laughs> there is a right answer. <laughs> I like that. I like that you said that Nathan for a second. Was listening. I like that you said that for a second, as if like, <laughs> as if we knew what you listened to. <laughs> I guess. I guess hypnotize would be like the obvious answer, wouldn't it? Yeah, and you're correct. Okay. You consider that signature? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I what, think about, what about Snoop Dogg? Is like a well, while we're while we're on hip hop R and B, what what about Snoop Dogg? I'm gonna go um, go one from left field. Um, where's that? What's that one? I was chilling right around my way. It's very east side of the beach. Oh yeah, Vato. That's that's definitely that's definitely the one that comes to mind when I think of a Snoop Dogg track. Okay. Quite actually. late in his career. Obviously, yeah. for everyone else, it's got to be gin and juice. Here we are, but probably, probably gin and juice. Gin and juice would probably go number one for most people. I would have probably said gin and juice myself. I think I, I think heard I heard a country fried remake yeah. recasting of a load of gangster rap tracks in some setting last week, and one of them was Gin and Juice. Some, <laughs> some fucking it was some fucking redneck re-recorded Gin and Juice. Amazing. With my mind on my money and my money on my mind. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the fucking cadence he'd have and everything. That's the beat that he'd have that he'd have with it. That's fucking no, awesome. I don't, think it was, I don't think it was quite that. That's exactly the way I picture when you say country version. Where he's kind of like, it's like he's bouncing the lyrics on his knee like they're a baby, is the way I, the way I would picture it. You know, well, no, you that's, know that, that's not how he played it, though. Uh, Go, Dan. I just feel like Snoop Dogg should be older. Like, yeah, Snoop Dogg's only like 28, dude. He's 49. And I, <laughs> if you told me he was like in his 60s, I would believe you because he's been around for so long. Yeah, he's been around for a real long time, but he was also young. It's like the Paramore girl. She's been around since she was 14 and she's only our age. You always associate her as being much older because she's been around for like 15 years. Hate when, that was one of the worst things about like as the 20s progressed, more and more people became famous and successful who were our age. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm Frankie Muniz. 
I mean, you're, yeah, sure. I'll go with that. How many of you had your front, your name on the front page of the evening, Harold, baby? Well, I mean, in fairness, and mine shows up there it's for a very different reason than yours, like because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in very different situations. If our names, like, maybe they'll both be there together. Adam, Adam Sheridan's buying cute. guide for Christmas. <laughs> uh, what are your favorite signatures? Cartel feud claims, right? son. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to hear people's. I, I, and I, I mean this for a, like, I absolutely want to hear people's signature songs. I want to see a top five list of bands and their signature song to go with this. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have a prize ready for the best set of signature songs. And I don't give a shit if one of the people that submits this is someone that we know, IRL, A and D. I, I don't care. I, I can't say, but it will be thematically linked. Okay, um, well, uh, let's just let's just gonna say um, it'll also be I'll, I'll, it'll be some sort of goodie bag. I'll throw in a bottle of wine and um, some Tesco wait. chocolate and caramel cereal bars. These are rad. <laughs> we, we probably shouldn't we probably shouldn't say wine because it might be kind of illegal for us to send wine to certain people based on whoever may or may not may or may not win. But we'll send something. Let's say something, and it'll be thematically linked. And if you're, okay, over if, you're if you're if you're if you're not obviously overage, you're not getting the fucking wine, okay? <laughs> In that case, Stephen will drink the wine. <laughs> you'll get I the, will drink the wine. You'll get I'll a tell picture. You, I'll tell you all about it. You'll get a written review from Stephen about how good the wine was. <laughs> okay, I, I I do though. I want to I want to see a top five list. I don't care what genre. I don't care what artist. I don't care what band. I just want to see a top five list of your personal signature songs that match the band to go with them. And we will absolutely send out a prize for the person who has the what we feel like is a is a perfect list or as close to perfect as the lists that we get will be. And we'll have our own list, let's say in three weeks time. Yeah, three weeks is good. So the so mm. the fourth episode from now that comes out will be our particular list that we'll have. That's episode um, twenty nine. This is twenty it'll be 31 31 <laughs> uh episode 31 and um, we will have this our own list ready and we'll read out your lists and we will absolutely send you the prize within the space of about two weeks from when we pick the person that we decide um to pick <laughs> so make sure you get in touch with us and we will absolutely sure. do it this has been episode 28 of morning Brew. i have of course been adam sheridan i'm still Stephen burke and i as ever am daniel personally and fuck the post office see you later bye They're the same fu- people. Aren't we fucking the passport office? No. Fuck the bureaucracy. All of it. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know? My, the... Do you want to know my story about about the Department of Foreign Affairs? That isn't my story, but it's somebody else's story. Bonus okay. content. Okay, I'll keep it running. <laughs> Let's Dan, go. You probably heard that. Don, stop me if you've heard this one. The great Connor Cruz O'Brien, great Irish patriot, of course, uh, known for his many contributions to Irish life. And presumably, with poets and poems and did all that stuff as well. 
Uh, when he worked in Ivy House, of course, the Department of Foreign Affairs, he used to pay the band in Stevens Green to play extra loud oompa music through their brass instruments to annoy his boss. Or at least, he said he did in his biography. That's genius. We need to start doing that outside the passport office. <laughs>